Roberson just leapt to the sky and swatted that down. And the McMahon mastery continues for the Stampeders. And the McMahon misery continues for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Welcome to CFL Weekly. Yeah, Week 15 edition, baby. We're already there across the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara coming to you from the TSN 1050 studios in Toronto. Nice big show for you today, folks. We go to the CFL dossier senior writer, Chris O'Leary, then behind the helmet with one of the most interesting rising stars in the CFL this season, in my book, Cody Fajardo, out of nowhere. Zach Caleros was supposed to be the guy in Saskatchewan. Goes down, in comes Fajardo, hasn't looked back, and they got the Rough Riders tied for second in the West. Unbelievable. So we'll go behind the helmet, get to know Cody Fajardo a little bit better, and then after that, as usual, we'll get our CFL fantasy tips for your DraftKings and your TSN CFL contest from Ben Kramer of Daily Roto and CFL.ca's. And as you know, delivered by Domino's, people. Perfect football food. Right, anytime food, really. Hey, school's back on. You're in a rush. Go get a large four-topping pizza for twelve ninety nine. How about the mix and match? Kids love the mix and match. Seven ninety nine. You get a couple items. You can get pizza. You can get side dish, bone chicken, marbled cookie brownie for dessert, cheesy bread, whatever you want. Check out all the great carryout and delivery deals at dominoes.ca. That's dominoes.ca. Follow me on Twitter at AndyMC81, Instagram at AndyMCSports, and Twitch.tv slash AndyMacLive. All right, people, let's get to the news and notes of the week. And in first down, we know the playoffs are rapidly approaching, and just about all seating options are open, but which of the current bottom Three CFL teams have the best chance to make the postseason. Well, Rod Smith and the CFL panel give us their thoughts. All right, bring it in, bring it in. we got to huddle up now. You know what we do. We're going to talk about the CFL now. Brady Bunch style with Matt Dunnigan and below him, Davis Sanchez. And at the bottom of the huddle, we got Henry Burris once again. And, Matty, why don't you start with this? Let's face it, B.C., Toronto, Ottawa, long shots to make the playoffs now, but which one would make the most noise if they could somehow miraculously get into the postseason? That'd be the BC Lions on the West Coast what? with Mike Riley, the quarterback. Okay. And why? Because he's been there, done that before. If they find a way in, I believe that guy could take him to the promised land like he's done before. Oh, Matty, I'm gonna, here's a story of a man named Macbeth. I'm okay. going to McLeod <laughs> Bethel Thompson. He went for over 400 last week. His confidence is at an all-time high. Yeah. You didn't hear him? He said nobody can stop them when they're on their game. That recipe during the playoffs? Go. I got, I got Macbeth. Go. I'm going with you on that too, Davis. Yeah. I'd love to say Ottawa, but I can't because Cleon Lane's been the difference. How old 400 Sydney, yards over the last three games, averaging over 30 points per game the last three games. I honestly think they still have a chance to catch Edmonton. Uh, I'm not sure about that Brady Bunch segue, by the way, Chaz, but I thought you are going to mention Tom Brady's name. <laughs> Different league. How about this, Chazzy? Yeah. Bola Combo of Montreal. Okay. Biggest hit he was involved with last week when he really laid a licking on Wayne Moore of the yeah, Lions yeah. or against the Saskatchewan. When he was a part of it, it was more Tommy Campbell on Shaq Evans. Uh, you catch a receiver slipping like that, not not looking, mm-hmm. even a little pipsqueak ankle butter like me mm-hmm. could make that hit. But oh, no, the square up, they, with a square up a running back like that, that takes no. a real dog. I like to hit on way more. Yeah, I'm with you on that yeah. one, Davis. As soon as I hear the hit, you should lay over the song by Lionel Richie. Hello, is it me you're looking for? Yes, you found him. Lacombo laid a lick on you, buddy. I dip, you dip, we dip. That's right, Lacombo. <laughs> I'm a running back, Wade. Unbelievable! me. That is hit of the year. Come on, man. I felt that when I was over in uh, B.C. Boy, how about if the B.C. Lions 
made that happen. And we should say, on Tuesday, Mike Riley left practice for maintenance purposes, did not practice, and apparently everything is fine, but it is to note that he was given a maintenance day. But the B, listen, if the BC Lions go on a run, and I have seen really nothing against any sort of quality opponent to think that that will happen. If they did, that would be, wow, uh, that would got to be right up there with some of the greatest comebacks in CFL history in the last half decade, if not decade. That would be remarkable. I don't see that happening. I don't see Ottawa for sure. Um, Toronto Argos with McLeod Bethel-Thompson. I think they'll be respectable the rest of the way, but come back for... Oof. Come back for a playoff run? That might be asking a bit much. All right, let's get to second down. An interesting topic heading into Week 15 is the most outstanding player race. And it seemed like Winnipeg running back Andrew Harris was the clear-cut favorite, but his positive drug test and suspension could bump him out of the running. CFL insider Dave Naylor joined Corey Warren to discuss. Joined now by our CFL insider Dave Naylor and Dave Andrew Harris is done serving his suspension after he tested positive for a banned substance. And even though he has missed the last two games, he is still leading the entire league in rushing. So what are the chances that he wins the most outstanding player this year? Well, it's an interesting question because the positive drug test aside, Andrew Harris is the runaway favorite to be the league's most outstanding player. And of course, this is an award that is voted on by the media. So we went back to our panel of voters that we used to vote on the CFL's top 50 players at the start of the season. 36 voters. I put the question out to them over the weekend. If you believe that Andrew Harris is the CFL's most outstanding player in 2019, would you still vote for him for this award? I got 28 responses back, 17 no's, 11 yeses. I also put the question out to coaches and GMs across the league, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers aside. I got 12 responses as to whether he should be considered for the league's outstanding player award. 10 said no, 2 said yes. So from both parties, it was a pretty strong no. Okay, so if it's not Andrew Harris, who else with all the quarterback injuries this year? It seems like it might be kind of wide open. Yeah, it's a pretty muddy picture really when you look at it. I mean, Trevor Harris, the quarterback of the Edmonton Eskimos leads the league in passing, but he's the quarterback of a 6-6 six and six team and right now he's hurt. There isn't really another running back that comes into the picture. When you look at receivers, Calgary's Reggie Bagleton leads the league in receiving. Brandon Banks of the Hamilton Tiger Cats you could make a case for and a couple of defensive players uh, there certainly would get consideration Charleston Hughes, defensive lineman with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and Willie Jefferson, defensive lineman with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. But in the league's history, there's only been a defensive player win the award once. So it could make it pretty interesting because a couple of the no votes we got when we asked the question yes or no were people who said, well, no, unless he was the runaway favorite and there was no one else to vote for. So it doesn't look like Andrew Harris would win the league's MOP, but without another obvious candidate right now, it still seems like the vote could be split. And maybe he does. Yeah, that will be very interesting to see who votes for Harris and how it could go the other way. I think maybe Vernon Adams Jr. could have a shot, but he would have to go on quite a run. Like He's had a, a really good season, but to be MOP, I would think you'd almost have to catch Hamilton for first. You'd have to come close to winning out the rest of the way and popping up some real big numbers. It, it's doable. It could happen. But if he doesn't do that, I think you got to remove Adams from the race. But outside of that, it'll be interesting. All right, third down. You know we love our rankings. Rankings time here on CFL Weekly. Let's join Rod Smith and the CFL on TSN panel with their rankings for the most valuable legs in the league. 
It's the 7-Eleven player rankings, and his choice of the most valuable kicking legs in the league right now. This could be kickers or punters or both. He's got Lewis Ward of the Red Blacks at the top, followed by another kicker in Sean White, a punter, Rob Maver of Calgary, Sergio Castillo BC, guy that does both in Justin Medlock of Winnipeg, then Richie Leone punts for Ottawa, and then another guy who does both duties, Liram Hyralahu of the Ticats. Now, Ches, you start on this okay. list. Uh, if you agree or not, you can okay. change the order up. If you're going to add a name, though, you got to take one off. I'm going to move Justin Medlock into the top three okay. somewhere. Okay. Justin Medlock has been clutched forever, plus some time. He's, got, uh, he's punted the most times and only has one single. Wow. I mean, he's getting it down inside the 10-yard line. And also, those two guys up top, I like them right where they are. Both clutch. It's been clutch since they were knee-high to a grasshopper. Mm, yeah, that, they're, both, they're both actually <laughs> still knee-high to a grasshopper. Hey, hey, I like that. And, you know, Medlock doesn't miss converts either, right? Yeah, you guys yeah. just perfect on that. And, uh, uh, you know, when we're talking about kickers, I got I to just say congratulations to Bob Cameron. He's going to the Ring of Honor. There. Who would have been on this list Who would have sure been on this list? Yeah. Top of this list. This guy was yeah. amazing, right? And, and uh, won a lot of football games himself. And um, like I said in social media, I'm still pissed off about 88 Grey Cup. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I can tell you that uh, I really like Medlock. I like Boris Beattie, too. I like the okay. guys that can do both. I think that frees you up, obviously, with the roster spot. And, and so, uh, but a guy that kind of struggled uh, this weekend, Liram Hiralahu, um, I, I think he needs to be up there just a little bit higher than what he's at right now because he does both and he does them extremely well and uh, he's very accurate. And going back to Medlock, he's uh, 6 of 7 from 50 plus and I like his big leg as well. Yeah. Well, I think Slurpee Boy actually got it right this time. Yeah. I gotta give Slurpee Boy some props because uh, it's gonna be another social media war for me if I do say anything differently. Right. But but uh, honestly I've got to give respects to guys like Rob Maver. I mean, I've been saying yeah. for many years how just him pinning opponents inside the 10-yard line has made that defense that much better because football is all about field position. Right. But Sergio Castillo, nobody's talking about him. I mean, the guy's been kicking for 92%. He's 4 for 4 for over 50 yards. And again, he's playing with a team that hasn't been able to move the ball as consistently as we thought they would. But whenever he's been called on, he's always been automatic. Two teammates, huh, Hank? Hey, that's what it's all about, man. <laughs> yeah. okay. I'll tell you what. I understand why these names are not on the list because it's about right now. Mm-hmm. Boris Beattie, though, as a punter, right. inside the 10 Leads the CFL inside the eight. 10 eight times. Eight but also, Rene Paredes is yeah. the most accurate yeah, kicker Renee. in the history of the CFL. It's just not been as accurate Struggling in 2019. That's our 7 uh, Eleven player rankings. So there you go, folks. That is three downs to some news and notes of the week. The Shaw CFL top performers for week for, <laughs> 14. For week 14, Trey Roberson starts it off. And I'm going to chat more about this with Chris O'Leary, who wrote a story on it, senior writer for CFL.ca. If you did not see the elevation, the height of Trey Roberson for the Calgary Stampeders on that blocked field goal, do yourself a favor, go to TSN.ca, CFL tab under sports, the video section, it's right there. Check it out. It's unreal. It's it's like he jumped and then someone just put an invisible platform and raised him further. It was incredible. So that was one of the performers. Eric Rogers of the Calgary Stampeders. Nice riser throughout this year, especially now that Bo Levi Mitchell's back. How about this? You like eight catches for 129 yards and a touchdown? Yeah, 19-18 win. Helped Calgary get that done. And for Rogers and the Stamps and Bo Levi Mitchell, as he continues to get more comfortable and get ready for the playoffs, I've been saying it all year. The Stampeders just needed to tread water, stay 
afloat, stay in the race, get Bo Levi Mitchell back, and when he's there, once he finds his footing, you make your run. And that's what the Stamps are doing. Can Winnipeg and Chris Strebler hold that off? We'll see. And the third outstanding performer of the week, top performer for Week 14 around the Canadian Football League from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, William Powell. He got 124 yards from scrimmage in the Rough Riders' 27-25 win over Montreal at Mosaic Stadium on Saturday. So ran the ball 15 times for 94 yards. Uh, 6.3 yards per carry. Huh? That's pretty sweet. And a touchdown. Also had three catches for 30 yards and a receiving touchdown. So those are your top performers for week 14 in the Canadian Football League. All right, we'll take the break. After that, it will be Chris O'Leary, senior writer for CFL.ca. We'll swing around all the top storylines. And after that, it'll be Cody Fajardo behind the helmet, starting QB for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. You're listening to CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carryout specials at dominoes.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Try our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings and don't forget our irresistible marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Perfect food for the big game if you're in a hurry or just because. Check out all the great deals at dominoes.ca. That's dominoes.ca. Welcome back to CFL Weekly, Canada-wide across the TSN radio network. I'm Andy McNamara coming to you from the TSN 1050 Toronto studios. Make sure you get us on Twitter at AndyMC81, Instagram at AndyMCSports, and twitch.tv slash AndyMacLive. And folks, if you're going to go to a CFL game, any game, hockey, basketball, whatever, concerts, events, check out my guys at SeatGiant.ca. Guaranteed tickets. That's the concern. You buy something online, okay, am I actually getting the tickets to the thing I'm going to? Fully guaranteed with Seat Giants. And the other great thing is, it's in Canadian funds, so you don't have to worry about, oh, okay, I get my calculator out, U.S. to Canada, is it the real price? It is the real price. Use promo code Andy to save on some of the service fees. Guaranteed great selection, trustworthy. That's what you want, SeatGiant.ca. Okay, folks, let's get to the CFL news of Week 14, the storylines heading into Week 15 on the Domino's Pizza delivery line. Visit Domino's.ca today. Go grab yourself a large four-topping pizza for $12.99. Check out all the great carryout and delivery deals at Domino's.ca. That's Domino's.ca. And it is Chris O'Leary from CFL.ca. Does a great job covering the league. Their senior writer. Chris, how's it going, man? Doing well, Andy. How about you? Doing well. Listen, and if you look at, let's begin here. And you wrote a story on it. Um, the the elevation. I, I don't think that word necessarily does does the, the the right tribute to Trey Roberson's leap that blocked and won the game last week for uh, Calgary over Hamilton. Blocked the field goal. You wrote an article on it for CFL.ca. Mm-hmm. Like, like Chris, when, when you watch the highlight, there's, there's one thing for a guy to jump, but then it seemed like he was at peak elevation, and then it was like someone pushed him up higher. That was insane. <laughs> it, it really was. I mean, to, to me, in, in, the, in the story, it's kind of no-brainer for the highlight of the week, but that, that might be the highlight of the year, you think about it. And, like, I've, I've watched this over and over and over again, and it, it's funny, I, I was talking with uh, someone in the office yesterday, about um, on, on Monday about uh, just the, the play and how the first time we both saw it, we saw it 
maybe he climbed up someone's back or kind of right. like kind of a boost or something. And that's a play that was kind of outlawed a few, a few years ago. And, um, but I mean, that's, that's how high and how quickly he got up in the air. It was just, uh, it, it's, it's incredible. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of like a basketball play on a, on a football field, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, it just, it, it blew me away. And, and again, I said in the article, um, you know, when they show the replay, they've got that tight shot on the, um, the, the snap and the, the place, the hold, and then the, the the kick goes up, and by the time the shot pans out, Trey's already just hanging there. Yeah, <laughs> you know his, his waist is above the scrum, and it's it's just amazing. I I don't I don't know how he did it, but he did, and ultimately huge win for the Calgary Stampeders, where it looks like and, and Hamilton yeah. got a, a bit of a a break with Montreal dropping by two points to Saskatchewan, so Hamilton's still in the driver's seat of the East, but for the West, like. Chris, every single, I know it's, it's, it seems like cliche, like, oh, every game's important, but in this West division, it really is between <clears throat> Winnipeg, Calgary, Saskatchewan, and to a lesser extent, Edmonton. Like, that was, that was a massive win, keeps them within striking distance of Winnipeg. Oh, yeah, and, and especially, like, like you said, just uh, that, that win kind of, and a couple of Saskatchewan's went over Montreal. Uh, it, it kind of it puts Edmonton under, under more pressure, too, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they're, they're now two games back. In that, uh, looking, looking for that third spot in the in the West, which would put them on the road to start the playoffs anyway. Uh, but it, yeah, it kind of pushes Edmonton closer to that crossover spot. And uh, and yeah, for Calgary, I mean, they're they're just they're, they're right behind Winnipeg, looking for a, a shot at first place. And you, you look now, they're three and zero with with Bowie by Mitchell back. And uh, a, a win like that can really kind of just propel you. You know, it it feels like Calgary could go on a run here and, and yeah. you know take a shot at that that first overall spot. Well, and that was the beauty of their backup quarterback situation. Because, Chris, as we know, if your backup's in and you know the starter's going to come back, the job of the backup is try not to screw it up too much, right? Tread water, keep things on the level, <laughs> don't have it fall apart, and hold place until the starter comes back. Well, Nick Arbuckle and the whole team did it. And now, as you said, they look like they could be making a charge. But let's not discount Saskatchewan and, and the rise of Cody Fajardo. We'll be talking with him in the next segment on Behind the Helmet. Um, that... That group is so interesting. And if you're Edmonton and the crossover, I know Montreal lost, but I wouldn't want to be playing the Alouettes right now. There's a lot of fascinating playoff storylines, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, there's really not a bad matchup in there. And like you are saying, I feel like the West, I mean, however it shakes out, I mean, I feel like once those playoffs start, I feel like it's going to be wide open. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, the West has been super competitive and probably the uh, clearly more competitive division than the East the last few years. But uh, it feels a lot more... Like there's a lot more parity this year. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Calgary's just hit it in their stride now. But you know, like you said, the, the injury situation set them back a little bit, and they're they're playing catch up. Uh, Winnipeg's having a great year despite a lot of adversity there. And then yeah, with with Saskatchewan, I, I don't know if anyone really saw them having the year that they were they were going to have. Right? I mean, it, it kind of seemed like the same old, and where they had uh, they hadn't really made changes to the offense. Uh, it was the same quarterbacks back there. And then, uh, you know, everything changes in week one, and we see Cody Fajardo, who, if, if you know, if he followed the league closely the last few years, he knew him as a backup. But, uh, you know, he's, his level of play has, has really surprised me. Even from week one, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I saw him play in Toronto a few years ago, and uh, he just seemed, uh, seemed like he, he would kind of lose his composure in the pocket quickly and just start running. And uh, he kind of did that, I thought, in the season opener when he went in for Kloros when he got injured. And then the next week, and then through the rest of the season, he's just – Grown by leaps and bounds, it's been a, it's been a really incredible story in Saskatchewan. In conversation with Chris O'Leary, senior writer for CFL.ca, um, Chris, when we get to the uh, before we move on to some MOP talk, 
The BC Lions, you, you got to feel good that they finally got another win. This was an ugly one, 29-5 over the Red Blacks. <laughs> Mike Riley, I'm glad you got another win, but two touchdowns, two interceptions. And let's, let's start with Ottawa here, Chris. No TDs, two picks for Jonathan Jennings. I, I, God bless you, Jonathan Jennings. I, can we say and put the the final punch on that he is not a starting quarterback? Like Ottawa is a disaster and arguably has the worst quarterback situation in the league, which I thought belonged to the Argos. Like they they really have to do some rethinking in the off season, man. I, I think so, and I mean. It's. I mean, other. I think they had a, like a good start to the season. I think yeah. the, the first two weeks, it, it looked like it was okay, and then uh, just kind of slowly the bottom has has fallen out from under it. But uh, no, I, I would say absolutely right now that's that's the worst quarterbacking wow. situation in the league, um, and and just I mean, everything kind of just went wrong for them, and, and, and maybe over time it was just sort of that that absence of Jamie Elizondo. And I think maybe they they missed him, just uh, you know, an elite offensive coordinator in the league. Um, Leaves at the very, very last minute, kind of under not great circumstances. I don't think he was very happy uh, with with how his time ended there, just not being able to, you know, get a chance to to go for that that Riders head coaching job when it opened up, um, you know. And and you couple that with just the the loss of Trevor Harris. You know, Ottawa had something that was uh, they they were in a very good spot. I mean, for such a, a young franchise, uh, you know, they were they weren't guaranteed trips to the Grey Cup every year, but they were in the mix every year sure. when, when they had, whether it was Henry Burris or Trevor Harris and, and you know, they had the, the coaching staff was in place and uh, yeah, it's just, it just feels like it's kind of come and done in a lot, in a lot of ways. And uh, you know, when, when you don't replace your quarterback in, in the right way, uh, you know, it catches up to you. I, I remember covering uh, the Eskimos after the, the Ricky Ray trade and uh, you know, you, you try and bandage the situation when you don't have the right quality of a quarterback in, in, in a in place of a great one when it leaves and uh you know there, there's only so much you can do i think eventually that that position gets exposed and it's the most important one on the field and when it does get exposed everything just kind of can crumble around it no doubt no doubt in conversation with chris o'leary senior writer for cfl.ca okay let's talk a little mop we played a clip from uh cfl insider uh for tsn dave naylor in the first segment here on cfl weekly and the mop conversation seems wide open depending on how you assess andrew harris and his ped uses that disqualify him people some are yes some are no um when you look at the MOP race overall here, as we're entering the midpoint in, in late September, where are you looking at, Chris? Like it seems that if you if you take out Andrew Harris and think, okay, well the suspension excludes him, if you're a voter, mm-hmm. boy, it's pretty wide open, isn't it? It, it really is, and you know, I was talking about this with uh, just just people in, in meetings yesterday, just for on our, on our content side about just just how wide open it is, and it, you've kind of had. All of the uh, the stars kind of align for for a situation like this, where normally I think every year you sort of default to the top performing quarterback. Right. But uh, there've been so many quarterback injuries this year that it kind of opens things up to things you might not think about before. Um, you know, and and you can you can really make arguments. You know, as you, as you look at the top teams around the league, you can make arguments for a lot of people. Uh, you know, I saw something. I don't, I don't know if Willie Jefferson is my front runner. It's hard to go with a defensive player, but. You know, I think when you have this kind of season, you can look at things like that. And just the mm-hmm. season that Willie Jefferson's having, the, the impact that he has on games, and he, he's done that throughout, I think, his whole career in the CFL. Uh, there, there's him. There's, uh, you know, I, I look at Speedy Banks and Hamilton, uh, the, the great season they're having. And, uh, you know, just Speedy is just one of those, those clutch receivers that just makes plays in, in the big moments when you need them more often than not. Um, you know, pe- people 
yesterday I even spoke about Vernon Adams Jr. and just the season that the Alouettes are having. It, a lot would still have to happen, I think, in a situation like that. Yeah. Where, you know, they're, they're six and five right now. They still have a lot of games. They still have seven games to play. I think, you know, I think they'd have to win six or seven of them to, to legitimize that conversation. But just the, the absence of, uh, you know, Levi Mitchell, of uh, Mike Riley being on a, a, ter- a terrible team this year, uh, you know, kind of just takes some of the big names out and allows you to look at those those other teams. I mean, you, you could make that same argument for Cody Fajardo as well, right? Just sure. That's a guy that's leading a team to, uh, you know, an 8-4 and four record that, that nobody really saw coming this year. There, there are a ton of arguments there that are uh, really interesting. And, yeah, these, these final games are really going to solidify that and, and, and kind of help, help us, I guess, I hope, <laughs> yeah. uh, zero in on, uh, on a candidate here. Yeah, see if anybody can separate. Chris, great stuff, buddy. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Take care, Eddie. There he is, Chris O'Leary from CFL.ca. They're a great senior writer. Make sure you get him on Twitter, at O'Leary Chris. We will take the break. And a guy we talked about a little bit there, Cody Fajardo, quarterback for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. We'll get to know him a bit better in Behind the Helmet. That is next when CFL Weekly continues across the TSN radio network. Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carryout specials at dominoes.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Try our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings and don't forget our irresistible marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Perfect food for the big game if you're in a hurry or just because. Check out all the great deals at dominoes.ca. That's dominoes.ca. Back and rolling on CFL Weekly across Canada on the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara coming to you from the TSN 1050 Toronto studios. Make sure you get me on Twitter at AndyMC81, Instagram at AndyMCSports, and Twitch.tv slash AndyMacLive. And folks, as you know, we're delivered by Domino's. Give the $7.99 mix and match menu a try. It's awesome. You can mix and match side dishes like cheesy bread, boneless chicken with medium pizzas, Throw in some dessert. There's a whole bunch of options. Perfect for get-togethers, watching the big game, whatever, or a large four-topping pizza for $12.99. There are so many options. Check out all the great carryout and delivery deals at dominoes.ca. That's dominoes.ca. All right, folks. It is time to go behind the helmet with a player, a quarterback, who's coming off of a big win, squeaking by Montreal. They are right in the thick of it for the West Division Cody Fajardo of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I caught up with him a little bit earlier for Behind the Helmet. Cody, let's start with this season, this journey that you've been on that really came out of nowhere. Start of the year in Saskatchewan. Zach Calaris is the quarterback. Unfortunately, he goes down. You're next man up. And all of a sudden, you're the starter. The team's rallying behind you, and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are looking pretty good. Take me through the, the start of the season, you beginning this year, and, and how you've gotten to this point. It's been quite a ride, hasn't it? Oh, it's been one heck of a ride. Yeah, being on three teams in three years, you know, uh, moving around all over the place. Uh, but I guess the positive of being on three teams in three years is seeing different parts of Canada. That's been mm. uh, truly one of the blessings I've seen. I've been in Toronto, I've been in Vancouver, and now here in Saskatchewan, it's been a it's been a blessing because I would be in Canada if it wasn't for football, and I especially wouldn't be able to travel Canada the way I am. But, yeah, I signed here in February. I felt like it was a good fit for me, good opportunity. Um, everything I heard about J.O. and Coach Dickey was positive, and, and that was something I wanted to be a part of. And uh, when they gave me an opportunity to come here, I, I jumped at the bit, and then uh, 
you know, I signed here as a backup. Uh, I love Zach. Zach's been great to me. He was great to me the entire training camp. Really helped me become, you know, a better quarterback every single day. Uh, just competing with him and, and learning and picking his brain. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're in the third player of the first game and, and you're the backup and you don't expect to come in that early. Um, in the CFL, as a backup, you know you're going to play. You just don't know when. Right. Um, but for me in this, in this situation, uh, that early, it seemed pretty crazy. And all of a sudden, you're just trying to take it all in. Um, and that game especially, I was just trying not to do too much. The game plan was more centered around what Zach liked and his strengths. And um, I think we're two almost different players at this point in our careers. And uh, jumped at the, you know, came in and didn't look too great, honestly. I had a, I had some nerves in me, and um, finally had a full week of pre- preparation and uh, a game plan that fit me and, and my strengths and my weaknesses. And went out there, and I thought I played pretty decent against Ottawa. We lose a tough one against them, and then, uh, and then the third game, um, similar situation. We come in and we win, and so I felt good to get that first win as a starter. You know, a lot of times right. when you're the st- starter and you're a backup, right? The, the one thing you want to do is be able to win games. And uh, most people probably wrote us off because we're playing with our backup, right? And um, one thing I wanted to do was just give our, our team a chance to fight and, and say that the season's not over because the season just started. Well, and you certainly well, you did much more than that. You got four 300-plus-yard games, including that 360 game you said in Ottawa, 430 yards against the Argos, which was incredible. And, and then you've been going along and the, have the Rough Riders um, doing really well here. But uh, Cody also said it's given you a chance three teams in three years to travel and, and look across Canada. But also, it has to have been, you got to learn three different offenses and play calls and, and see de- different defenses. How much has that helped you in your progress with Saskatchewan? Yeah, you know, that's a good question. A lot of people don't really think about that. But when you're in three different situations, go like you said, going against three different uh, defenses, three different offenses, learning a new playbook, um, it helps you grow mentally because BC, then a few things from BC that I carried on here, um, it, it was it was truly an honor for me. And, and I've been pretty darn lucky in terms of uh, guys I've been able to be in, in a quarterback room with. You talk about guys like Ricky Ray and Travis yeah. Boulay, you know, John Jennings, and then Zach Caleros when he was here. So, for me, I, that's, that's, I think, my biggest blessing at this point is being able to pick guys' brains like that, two guys that I believe in, Ricky and uh, Trevor, just to see how they work, see how they're professionals every single day and, and take something I like from their game. And sometimes it didn't hand themselves to the media or how they treat, you know, how they're with their family or the fans, how they interact with them. And so that's the little things that I don't think people – really know that I kind of picked up on, and uh, it really benefited me getting thrown into a situation like this. Yeah, I, I got to think that and you mentioned the names that you get to learn and, and watch and even just soak in uh, how they go about their reps how they, and, and pick all that up. And when you look at this team, your Saskatchewan team, it's, it's a fun ride in the West Division. It's so competitive. When you look at uh, your Rough Riders club here. What impresses you the most, Cody? What is it? Is it the uh, coaching staff? Is it the camaraderie? Is it like what? What's special about this Rough Riders team in 2019? I think you nailed it on the second half of asking the players what we feel. You know, he doesn't just tell us what to do. There's times where he's going to have to because he's the boss, and, and you feel like you have a say in those situations. And guys, I think, buy in a little bit better when you have a head coach who's willing to listen to you as opposed to, you know, you tell the head coach, we want this, this, and this, and then they just have been tremendous. You know, like we talked about early in the year, you lose your starting quarterback in, uh, in week one, the third play of the game. A lot of teams would shut down. And uh, just seeing these guys rally around me personally, especially on the offense 
offensive side of the ball. Guys haven't trusted me. And, uh, you know, I had to go out and earn their respect, and that was my biggest thing. I was like, I'm not going to say anything until I go out and earn their respect. Right. And um, it kind of worked out really well for for us, and, and the, like I said, the, the camaraderie, the guys in that locker room, one, I know they love football. There's, there's a difference between football being your job and football being for fun. And I think guys view it as for fun, and, and that's why I think we're seeing a lot, of, a lot of victories out of our side, right? Is because guys are showing up to work happy, eager to be in the locker room with one another. The locker room's always buzzing. It doesn't matter if, if we win or lose. You know, after the Winston game, um, we were all upset and we were angry, but then after we watched the film and we flushed it, we came in and guys were positive, guys were ready to come back and chomping at the bit to be back on the field. Nice. Uh, Cody, people can get you on Twitter as well. You're on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Um, I want to learn a little bit more about you for the fans. This is what we do on Behind the Helmet as well. Get, get some, some get-to-know questions. So for you, Cody, what was the last show you either binge-watched on Netflix or whatever streaming service, TV show or movie that you, you watched that you really enjoyed? Oh, man, I have a problem with The Office. I cannot turn it <laughs> off. I've probably watched it from the beginning to the end, probably about four or five times completely. Nice. And uh, that's one of the things I just, I just put on, uh, and, I just, and I just watch it, and I'll study my plays, and it's just background, a little lighthearted, I watch it. And so um, my wife and I are big, big Office fans. That's uh, well, and I don't know if you saw on Twitter, Jenna Fisher is going to be uh, back. They're going to be doing a weekly watch along with The Office on on social media. So you have to keep an eye out for that. I did see that. They're doing like a podcast, right? Where they're going to yeah. go talk in depth in uh, in different episodes. Right. And I think that's going to be really cool for the fans, right? It's because that's what we want to know. We want to know the backstories right. and stuff like that. Because you can watch the episode so many times, but when you learn little things here and there, that's pretty fascinating for that, me and fans of the office. Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, dream vacation spot. If you got a blank check, end of the season, they say you and the family can go anywhere you want. Where are you going? My wife and I, we, we didn't get a honeymoon this year. We, we got married in March, and she's in school for a doctor program at uh, uh, Washington D, in Washington, D.C., at George Washington. So um, our, our uh, destination spot for our honeymoon is going to be either Bora Bora or Fiji. Oh. I personally just want to be on one of those huts that walk, you can walk it right to the water and oh. jump into the water. That's, that's yeah. kind of my thing. That's what I want to do. And so you see it on, like, uh, with the couple's retreat, one of those, the comedy movie, that's where I, that's where I want to be. Oh. Live in one of those bungalows for a week and jump into the water and, and have a blast. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's amazing. Uh, Cody, listen, man, great talking with you. Good luck the rest of the season. Let's catch up real soon. Really appreciate it. Hey, Andrew, I appreciate you too, and uh, thanks, for, thanks for calling. All right, there he is, quarterback for your Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Cody Fajardo. What a great dude, and uh, they're off this week, but it is going to be a fun ride in that West Division to really see what the Rough Riders are going to do and, and how it all shakes out because there are a whole bunch of different scenarios as we creep closer to the playoffs. We'll step aside after the break. We'll wrap things up with some CFL fantasy tips. My guy Ben Kramer from Daily Roto and CFL.ca joins me next on CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carryout specials at dominoes.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Try our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings and don't forget our irresistible marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Perfect food for the big game if you're in a hurry or just because. Check out all the great deals at dominoes.ca. That's dominoes.ca. Back to wrap. 
wrap up another edition of CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network Canada-wide. I'm Andy McNamara with you from the TSN 1050 Toronto studios. Get us on twitch.tv slash Live on Twitter at AndyMC81 and Instagram at AndyMCSports. Delivered by Domino's, folks. Hey, Perfect football food, of course, right? Get the cheesy bread, boneless chicken for side dishes, marbled cookie brownie for dessert to go along with maybe your large four-topping pizza for just twelve ninety nine or the seven ninety nine mix and match menu. Check out all the terrific deals at Domino's.ca for carryout, delivery, whatever. Go get yourself some Domino's at Domino's.ca. Let's welcome in for some fantasy football tips from Daily Roto and CFL.ca. It's our guy Ben Kramer. Ben, I have to give you some kudos right off the top, brother, because on my CFL DraftKings contest last week at DraftKings.com, I used some of the advice that we talked about on last week's show, and I finished first in a 500-person contest and won a sweet 40 bucks. How about that, huh? Thanks, brother. Hey, 40 bucks is 40 bucks there. you didn't have before, but that's right. Yeah, anytime that you finish on top of a 500 person contest, you hope to win something. I know. I was hoping, you know, maybe the grand prize would be a little, little more, but that, that, that hey, that's 40 US. So that's like double in Canadian, I think, right? Something like that. Yeah, I think that you're practically a millionaire up here in yeah, Canada. I'm, I'm living large. So, uh, uh, kudos to you, sir. Thank you. And let's see if we can keep the good time rolling for our, our listeners here in our DraftKings contest and our, um, TSN CFL weekly contest. Uh, let's begin. We have a, a much fuller slate. We got four games this week, and compared to three a week ago, uh, quarterback position starting off. Uh, I'm kind of digging McLeod Bethel Thompson. Still, when you look at starting caliber quarterbacks, um, he's on a bit of the cheaper side. Ninety five hundred bucks on DraftKings compared to Vernon Adams Jr. Ten thousand six hundred on DraftKings. And when you look at the TSN CFL game, it's um, Vernon Adams at top at just over ten six and. Uh, 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 Macbeth coming at uh, just over 10. Would you play Macbeth this week, McLeod Bethel-Thompson against Calgary? You know, it's a funny thing. Matching up versus Calgary isn't something that you'd usually want to do, and that's why yeah. I expected Dane Evans would do next to nothing last week. And mm. they came out and they just blew the doors off that Calgary defense like they were playing Toronto or something like mm-hmm. that. And absolutely showed that they can be done. So I don't think that there's anything wrong with Thompson. I think he's certainly a reasonable play. He's not one of the better values at now priced over 10000 right. during the CFL-TSN contest, which is a little bit wild. But it's true, he has the highest volume of any quarterback on the slate on a weekly basis just because of the offensive scheme that they run in Toronto there. And any time that you've got high volume, you've got a high ceiling. So it's certainly an option. I think the most interesting quarterback play to me this week uh, – it kind of pains me to say is it's Chris Strebler. Wow. He has an unbelievable base to build from with his rushing yards. He's playing a Montreal defense that allows the second most yards per attempt. And he showed versus Saskatchewan that when they do want to pass, there's the opportunity there if they can make some things happen. So I think he's tough to stack with because there's not going to be a receiver that's going to get more than three or four targets for that team as they're going to probably run. 25, 26 times and only pass 20 of them. But if he keeps getting one passing touchdown and one rushing touchdown each week, is it certainly should be capable of doing for another week in a row. Strebler's going to be a pretty significant value price, just over 7000 on the CFL-TSN contest. Yeah, and on DraftKings, he's at a $9,200 salary. Uh, let's go to running back, man. And Boy, Ben, it just seems like you have to wait right up to kickoff for, like, Almost all of these running backs, because there could be a timeshare. How, how much is Moses Madu going to play? Uh, Andrew Harris is the most expensive, of course. We know he'll deliver. But James Wilder Jr., he 
flash, but is that going to continue? Calgary, Don Jackson, timeshare in Hamilton. What are we going to do at running back this week? I wish I had really clear answers for you, but there's so much that's up in the air, even just going into the week as far as health for running backs, whether Jeremiah Johnson can be back, whether James White can be back in BC, all these kind of different things that leave us looking at options and wondering what could be rather than knowing what should be. So Andrew Harris is on top of the stack coming back off suspension versus Montreal, which is kind of an average matchup in terms of yardage and touch touchdowns and everything and it's worth taking note of that it probably is two worst games of the season where the last two versus Edmonton and uh, with Strevler under center hmm. and he doesn't get nearly as many passing opportunities with Strevler running the ball so much himself so Harris's ceiling might be capped a little bit more versus Montreal up over 10,000 almost 11,000 in the CFL TSN contest so he's probably safe for production but the value is certainly going to be there William Standback is second in numbers but the Winnipeg defense again isn't really the one that you want to try and run against a whole lot right so I think maybe my favorite play right now as far as the balance between ceiling and the balance being stability, C.J. Gable faces a Hamilton defense that's given up the third most yards per carry so far this season. Hmm. And Edmonton especially, if they have Logan Kilgore under center with Trevor Harris out, they're probably going to lean on the running game that much more. He's priced a little bit higher than I'd like at about 8600 on the CFL-TSN contest and just over 8000 on DraftKings. But I think that he's a pretty reasonable option to look at as far as the top tier running backs go when we go down the list a little bit farther again it's going to be a matter of seeing who is actually going to be playing if it's brandon rutley again then he's certainly an option uh he's a little bit lower price tag he might get another 20 carries again versus ottawa and the offense that just can't sustain drives and a defense that gives up a lot more yards than they should so rutley is probably going to be one of the better value options assuming that he's a starting running back again this week and what about someone like let's say a a terry williams out in calgary who has a bit of the you know he could get some touches he's a return specialist so it's it's somebody who on the cfl tsn game he's uh 4700 bucks it's always a bit of a gamble with the return side but at least you know he's going to be touching the ball in some capacity and might be able to sprinkle in some carries too yeah i think it's a matter of risk tolerance if you want somebody you know you you're going to get some points from. You know that you're going to get some points from Terry Williams mm-hmm. as far as his return yardage turning into some points. Probably one or two carries out of the backfield, one or two targets as a receiver, and there will be something there. You're never going to take a zero with him. Right. But the ceiling is capped pretty significantly for the most part, too, unless he takes a kickback for a touchdown, and that happens once or twice a year. Right. So you're really kind of gambling on 10% of the time that he's going to score a touchdown and turn into a really solid value, whereas the rest of the time you're just really taking that floor and walking away. In conversation with Ben Kramer, fantasy writer for CFL.ca and Daily Roto on Twitter, at Benjamin. Okay, let's go to the wide receivers here. And I'm liking Brian Burnham for for BC. Um, I know we said it all year, Mike Riley's not the same Mike Riley, but you're going up against an Ottawa team. And if I'm going to do kind of a mini stack here, Ben, I'm going Brian Burnham and I'm doing BC Lions defense. Red Blacks? are just are just a juicy turnover machine. So I think they're going to get the ball often, and that Burnham might be somebody that you look at. A bit pricey, right? But I think he's he's got some upside. What do you think? 
Yeah, I think, again, he's probably one of those players that is safe for volume-wise. You yeah. got 10 targets last week. You can probably expect something similar again this week. It's just going to be a matter of whether they can turn some of those into touchdowns this time around as opposed to Mike Riley kind of altering those ones at the goal line. It had been a very different game if a couple of those short Riley rushes hadn't been touchdowns and instead had been scored by other players. Riley wouldn't have had nearly as high a scoring a game, and it would have spread out the offense a little bit more to some of the ancillary players that would have provided a little bit more production for stacks. As it was, BC stacks were a little bit strugglesome this last week, despite the fact that Riley had such a good game, just because Riley took all the touchdowns on his own shoulders. So it'll be interesting to see what Ottawa's able to do this week. They've been giving up the most rushing touchdowns per carry all season, and the defense seems to be regressing on a weekly basis. So I think BC is probably another solid option, but it's worth bearing in note that even all these struggles in mind, Riley still didn't pass for over 300 yards this last week. So yeah. it's not as though he's just a lock for another 30-point game and people can survive on that one. I think the one offense that I'm interested in stacking this week is the Calgary one. Bo Levi Mitchell finally got up over the 300-yard mark, which is a big thing for DraftKings players because they get that three-point bonus over 300 yards. And if you can double stack with Bagleton and Rogers, who's had an increasing role in the offense since Mitchell's come back to health uh, versus the Toronto defense that's giving up the most yards, touchdowns, everything per attempt. They're just the worst defense in the league for as much as people want to beg on Ottawa. So I think as many stampeders as you can get in your lineup this week is probably about the right number. Nice. Yeah, load up, people. All right, uh, Ben, great stuff, buddy. And for the NFL side, Daily Roto can, can help you out in this fantasy season too, right? Yeah, certainly. We had another big six-figure winner this last week, just consistently rolling out. The optimizer that we have and the projections that run through it are just the tops in the industry. And if you're interested in playing some NFL fantasy this season, you can use the promo code CFL2019 to get 10% off the year-long subscription at dailyroto.com. Beautiful. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, good talk to you, Andy. There he is, Ben Kramer from Daily Roto and CFL.ca on Twitter. You can answer all your CFL fantasy questions at Benjamin. All right, folks, that'll do it. Thank you so much for producer Aradis Vandy. I'm Andy McNamara. Enjoy the Week 15 games. You've been listening to CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network.